0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Regan. My name is Victor. And welcome to Sanctified-ish, conversation with the pastors who have not figured it out.
1: Um, We were in a meeting the other day, and the question was just kind of like, toss out, we were brainstorming, and we're trying to come up for theme nights for summer camp. And, you know, theme nights, they kind of fall into the regular, like, same four that we would do every single year. Camo so had, out, blue out, <laughs> <right>. like, whatever... <laughs> like, it's just a normal yeah, Southern yeah, yeah. Baptist, you know, normal things, yeah. and so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to commission ChatGPT to help us create our theme nights. Uh, it didn't do a very good job. <laughs> it, let me <laughs> let me give you guys just just a look yeah. at what ChatGPT gave. So I said I said this to ChatGPT. I said I need some camp nights. I need some camp theme nights for a summer camp coming up in the summer. This is a Christian camp. Go. And here's what it said. The first one was creation night. Amen. Campers can learn about the biblical story of creation and nature related activities such as nature walks, scavenger hunts, or gardening projects. <laughs> Could you imagine our students gardening as <laughs> summer camp? Na-
0: nature related activities such <laughs> as nature. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bruh. And Invite <by> your friends.
1: <laughs> Parable party night was amen. another one use this evening to explore the parables jesus taught campers can participate in skits games and discussions amen. related to these stories wow amen um i told chat gbt that those ideas sucked <laughs> i was like these are really bad uh make them better and mm-hmm. it apologized to me it said i apologize here are some more ideas these were better okay these were so much better <laughs> heaven's got talent <laughs> 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 Organize a talent show. We our students would excel. They at actually would. Show. They actually. They really would. would. Yeah. Um. Another one was the Amazing Grace race. Mm. Organize a faith-themed some, scavenger hunt.
0: Some church somewhere has named their ZBS that. that. Some one hundred percent. So someone has been to the Amazing Grace race. If you have, please please send us an email.
1: Um. Here's my favorite. <laughs> Here's my favorite. Faith-filled fiesta. Organize a festive night and theme it around Latin American music, dancing, and food. Yeah. Use this opportunity to teach campers about Christian missionaries in Latin America and the importance of sharing their faith across cultures. Faith-filled fiesta.
0: You 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 don't want to go to a faith-filled fiesta?
1: I just don't think I would call it that. It's faith it's, <laughs> it's faith-filled. It's <laughs> It's got the alliteration (laughs) on point, okay? It's got the alliteration on point. The last one that it came up with was a kindness carnival. Hey, man. Come on down to the kindness carnival. I would be scared. That's something straight out of a horror movie.
0: It really is. Um, (laughs) Man. Honestly, those those are awful. Those are terrible. (laughs) Um, But I think this just proves like AI can't do everything. Um, It can't. It, it can't pick your theme nights um <laughs> and it definitely can't write your sermons welcome to today's episode. we uh we're talking about this today cuz i don't know this is probably a more niche episode but this is pretty big in our circle right now um ai and chat gpt is just a pretty controversial topic across the country right now and like what is its role what is it are the robots coming to take over um, like what what exactly is going on but i think there's even a movement like within christian spheres and especially pastors of like, okay, this is a new technology, this is a new resource. Um, it may be a little cheesy, but like, can it actually write your sermons? And is it like, are they good? That's one conversation. Second thing is like, is that biblical? And like, yeah. is there a foundation where like something that doesn't have a soul is not spirit-led? Like preaching is a spiritual act. So can something that isn't a spirit engage in that? Um, I'm like, what is the role of AI and ChatGPT and all this? So that's what we're going to be unpacking today, um, and I think it'll be a really awesome episode. This is right up Victor's alley, also. Yeah. So this is like last week was anime. This week is ChatGPT, and he is <laughs> in his house.
1: I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. This is um, this is his dream. Yeah, I think we have to start with defining what AI is. What is ChatGPT? What is AI? What is the goal of AI? And I think that will help us frame the rest of this conversation. We started calling AI, AI, artificial intelligence, because we didn't want to call it its actual name, which is machine learning. Machine learning is like the That's terrifying. very, yeah, it's the very like <laughs> IT, like technical name. Yeah. And so when like iRobot, you know, a million decades ago came out and these robots take over the world, they're like, this is artificial intelligence. And they changed it. And so what AI is really just machine learning and what machine learning is, it's just computers being fed information and then regurgitating that information when asked for that information. That's all AI is. And so ChatGBT, this website you can go to, it's free and when you load it up, it'll ask you to log in, you create an account and then it's just a text box. It's just a text box and you have a million possibilities. You can type whatever you want and it should spit the information back out to you. So, Mm -hmm. for example, if you wanted to create a grocery list for the week and you said, hey, create a grocery list for this week. I don't like onions, tomatoes and lettuce. My budget is thirty five dollars and I don't want to waste any food. Yeah, it will give you your grocery list and then you can say, "Okay, that's great. Now I need seven recipes for each day. And then it'll use the list that it gave you to create those recipes for you. Yeah. And it's all it's doing is pulling information from what it's been told and then it's regurgitating it out to you. But that's a really helpful thing. Like I like even with the recipe planning, I know plenty of families that use chat GPT to meal prep their meals so we could see how you know, technology like this could be beneficial to us. It'd be helpful to us in our daily lives.
0: Yeah. What, I mean, I'm ignorant to stuff like this. This is more up your wheelhouse. But like, what is the difference between like chat GPT and Alexa?
1: Yeah. So Alexa is Alexa or Siri or whatever, you know, smart device you're using has very limited. It has limited and more information, which is weird. It has more information because it's connected to the internet. So you can say what's the score of, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks game yeah. and it's going to be able to tell you what the score of the Bucks game is. As compared to ChatGPT, it's not connected to the internet. So it doesn't know that the Bucks are playing today. So it, when you ask it for the score of the Bucks game, it'll say, "I'm sorry, I'm an AI language model that was trained on da- data from 2019 to mm-hmm. 2023. I can't give you that information." So they're different in that way. Alexa is much more niche in the sense of like, it's just going to be like a Google search. Yeah. It's just going to, if you can ask it a question, it'll tell you the answer. Chat GPT can actually help you with tasks. So you ask Alexa for two plus two, it tells you four. You tell chat GPT, hey, I have a fundraiser next week. I need three ideas to help raise $1,000. How do I do it? And it will break down the three effective ways for you to support raise $1,000 in a week. Interesting. That's where they differ. Interesting. I think, yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's fascinating. So I think even to break it down, so this is just kind of how, like at least I've seen ChatGPT use. I know there are people like you that like use it every single day. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, I know I've seen students that have written papers that use it to like revise their language, like make something sound better. I know there are like there are pastors that do the same things for their sermons. Um the reality yeah. is like it's like you and I have talked about this like it's a really good revisionist tool. The reality is like it can actually write it for you. And yeah. so I think the the dilemma of what we're talking about today like okay you even just know it's just a text box and it yeah. has the limited knowledge and if you said all right I am preaching a message to 500 students between the ages of 10 and 18 I need a passage on John 3 16 about how God loves the world. Can you write me a sermon, um, in 15 minutes that tells this group of kids that God loves them and it can write it. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not bad. It's not yeah, awful. It's, like, really good. it's hermeneutically sound like it's exegetically like it's not bad. The thing we want to talk about, like, is that okay? Um, yeah. Because anytime any sort of technology is introduced, it's always going to propose a problem and a decision for pastors. Where it's like, okay, it's Saturday night. You haven't you haven't done a sermon this week. Sunday is always coming, and so do you. Wake up the next day. Do you type into Chat GPT? Hey, I need a sermon for John three sixteen. Can you give this to me? And it can do it. And is yeah. that wrong? Um, so that that's what we're kind of yeah. going to go into today.
1: Man, it presents. It looks like it presents such an ethical dilemma. The answer here should be simple, right? The answer should be, okay, if a pastor and let's say the pastor had a really like legitimately hard week,
0: week, hard week
1: and they're not sitting down till Saturday night to work on their sermon. They're struggling. Maybe they're suffering, walking through some family stuff like who knows what's happening. The pastor sits, sits down the temptation, even if chat GPT didn't exist yeah. to hop onto Google, go to sermon.net. There's a million sermons uploaded to there every single day and to just pick one and then preach it. That temptation is probably pretty high, yeah. especially for someone who's really tired. So I think what this gets at is the bigger issue of plagiarism because like chat when a, when a student sits down and asks it to write its essay, chat will spit out an invisible token on that text so that when the student submits it to their school, the school can say, Oh, this was this, this invisible token is telling me that this was AI generated. That student's going to get an F on this paper. He hmm. cheated. She cheated. That doesn't exist for pastors. Yeah, like there's no there's no like accountability check when a pastor gets up there to preach their sermon. So the temptation to do it is actually really high. And the scary thing is that the information that Chat GPT can give you when it's asked the right questions. Guys, it's incredibly accurate. Yeah, and it sounds really, really good. Well, and you and I have talked
0: about this. It's probably better than I would say, like fifty percent of the preaching in America already. And so, like yeah. the fact that it's well thought out, it's well researched, it's not entirely wrong. Like that, for some churches, would actually be an increased pulpit experience. That that that'll be better than what they're getting on Sunday mornings. Um, but I think here here's the thing, and you and I have talked about this um preaching is a spiritual act it is and i think chat gpt proves something that you and i know in ministry is that you can do ministry apart from the power of the spirit they're Mm -hmm. meant to go together but i can get up i can plan an event i can even write a sermon without the power of the holy spirit inside of me without the lord speaking and it can sound jesusy it can sound churchy it can even be effective but it is completely devoid of the power of the spirit and so I would say chat GPT and sermon writing is the same way when we're talking about a spiritual act where we are underneath the authority of the word when like when that when somebody preaches the Lord is speaking that is the act of preaching um that is not yeah. something that can be written written uh by, by an AI it can't
1: yeah, one of the most important things about sermon prep is the fact that the pastor, the person preaching, whether it's a pastor or not, has been sitting in the text, has been saturated, has been like placing their heart and allowing their heart to be spoken to by the word of God. Like the word of God is living, it's yeah. alive and it's it's, you know, cutting. It's at the parts of our heart that are in sin like John Mark Homer says that the best thing that you can give your congregation is your transforming yeah, self—the yeah. fact that you are being made into the likeness of Jesus—and so, like the spiritual act of preaching starts when you sit down to prep. Yeah, because it starts with prayer. It starts with the word, and when you outsource it, whether it's to Chat GPT or to something else, yeah, th- your people are no longer getting you, who has been sitting in the word who's been allowing it to transform them they're just hearing you regurgitate information that someone else has given you yeah and i think that's where you you're doing your people an incredible disservice because you're offering them not your transforming self not your christ likeness not your pursuit after jesus you're just cheating like you're just cheating you're just being lazy yeah and like your people are not going to benefit from that, even if it sounds good.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the best sermons I feel like I've ever preached are the ones that I wrestled through that week. And they're the ones yep. that like the Lord was speaking to me and he worked in my life. And that was just like an overflow in the pulpit. And so that's what chat misses is like it yeah. misses the spirit engagement. It, it misses the work of the, it misses the work of the spirit during the week. It misses the prayer. It also doesn't know your people. So like yep. when I say like, okay, create a sermon for uh, students aged 10 to 18, not every 12 year old is the same. Um, not every 17 year old is the same. And so there are things that are going on in your ministry and your small group and your class, wherever you're doing this, That like, you know, the context of what you're walking into that honestly chat GPT doesn't, they know the overarching scope. They know the big bullet yeah. points, but they don't know your people and to think that preaching is devoid of context like that that's a very 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 dangerous preaching framework
1: yeah yeah it's i i was testing and just playing around with chat gpt one day and i just had it i just typed in the words i typed into it said what is the pool of bethesda in john 5 and it gave me four paragraphs explaining to me what the pool of bethesda was and it gave me a lot of historical context uh, like archaeological context it actually like linked to an article where archaeologists had found a pool in like the location that they would they think this was the pool of bethesda that was in john 5 like there's a lot of things that it pulled yeah. and it's very high level academic answer and i said okay that's awesome now explain it to a 7th grader <laughs> And then I said, okay, that's awesome. Now explain it to a seventh grader who doesn't know the Bible. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's awesome. Now explain it to a seventh grader who reads at a third grade level. Hmm. And I was able to get Chat GPT to a place where it was pinpointing a very specific audience. Yeah. The issue, the and the issue with that is that it's incredibly effective. The research was good. I had to fact check it to make sure because chat GPT has been known to give misinformation. Yeah. But I think taking chat GPT and asking it historical questions and using it more so as a sermon research assistant. Yeah. Falls more in line with what's ethically appropriate because it doesn't remove you from the word. Anything in your sermon prep that removes you from the word of God Yeah, should like that avoid it. Yeah. But when you're looking for historical context, that's something that you would look up on Google. You would look up articles. You would go to commentaries for anyways. Yeah. And I think this is actually a really good resource This when it's used appropriately.
0: Yeah. I think this is kind of a good, a good way to turn this here where it's like, okay, it's, AI should never write your sermons. You should never get into a pulpit with something that is completely AI because you lose the power of the spirit. It doesn't know your people. Like, yes, we're, we're in agreement on that. So then what's the place of it? And yeah. I do kind of love what you just said. Like, it's not like we're throwing AI out the window. Like, I think if you've listened to any of our podcasts, like we're not one of the people that's like new technology, ooh, get away. Like, yeah. it's like, we're, that, that's not, that's not who we are as people. Um, that might be you and that's okay but i think i would use ai as almost a rhetorical commentary so in the sense that like we have commentaries we go to what does this text mean i don't understand this let me get some information and apply it i think chat gpt and ai does this for our rhetoric it does it like it's not just it's not just google where you can type in you can get historical facts on google but like what ai will do is it will take those facts it may get you unstuck in a phrase. It may say like, okay, well, I know this information. I'm struggling with the communication part. I'm struggling with the rhetoric and we don't have commentary for our communication. We have commentary for our information. And that's why we see a lot of the preaching in the church is very information based with no communication or it's very high communication based with very little factual information. Like very rarely do we weld the two together in an effective way. And I think Chat GPT, like, you can always learn more information. Communication is a much sharp, a much harder sword to sharpen, and so yeah. this can be a way where it's like, okay, how do we work on our rhetoric? What is a good transition for this that I think could actually be effective in our sermon writing? Um,
1: yeah, I was working on a YouTube video a couple days ago, and I was having Chat GPT help me with the script of it. And I didn't have a good way to start the video. So I just asked ChatGPT, I was like, hey, come up with like a clickbaity hook for the start to this video. Yeah. And it gave me a really good clickbait hook for the right at the beginning yeah, that yeah. if I was watching a YouTuber like start a video with that, I would want to keep watching. And something that I couldn't come up with on my own. Now, like the meat of the video I made, I produced, I wrote. But to get me across that communication barrier that I was facing, that writer's block that I had, ChatGPT was an incredible resource for me. <laughs> and it was, it was great.
0: Yeah. I, I think if you, even like a really practical application, if you go and look at our show descriptions, you'll see a big change over the last, like, 15 to 20 episodes. Chat <laughs> GPT, baby! It, it literally... There's, like, literally one episode where it's like, ha, got him. And that's the description <laughs> of the whole episode. Now it's, like, soliloquies and novels. It's got six Reagan paragraphs. Reagan and
1: Victor dive into... Well, but no, here's, the, here's the
0: thing. It's wrong. If you go back and look at the description of our last episode, it is holistically ridiculous what it says. So, like... I've been meaning to talk about, like, bro.
1: I didn't think you saw those. No,
0: what the (laughs) heck, man? So, like, the the last one was titled Anime, Star Wars, and, like, Waiting on the Lord. And it was like, Uh in this episode, Victor and Reagan go through the Force, and what the Force has to do with Waiting on the Lord. The Force is this mystic guide, and how this Mm. relates to God, and how we are to, like, we are to wield the Force. And I'm like, what the heck? We talked about anime and Star Wars for three and a half for minutes, three
1: minutes, but, yep.
0: but that became the whole thing. And I think that right there is a great depiction of why AI should never write your sermons. Yep. Because it can take things like anime, Star Wars, waiting on the Lord, and it creates a really good, eloquent thought that is completely devoid of what the episode is actually about. Yep. Um, And so in the same way, it can create a really awesome, eloquent sermon that is completely devoid of the power of the spirit. Therefore, if the spirit is not in it, you should not use it.
1: Yeah, I would love, so to take this, I think out of kind of like preaching for a second and just more ministry as a whole, I think AI does offer some really cool things to ministry people that I hadn't like considered before. So, like for example, ChatGPT can do your budget for you. Oh, praise God! And I, like, guys, I, my budget—I'm terrible with budgeting. I hate it. I'm awful with it. Like, it is not my spiritual gift. Um, Ray, it is Reagan's because he's administratively gifted, clearly, uh, but it's not my spiritual gift. And so, ChatGPT, it it can do the math for you on your budget. It can it can you can give it a spreadsheet and say hey i have 200 people coming to camp break them up into cabins separate them by grade and gender and it can make your rooming lists for you that's awesome so, like there are applications for it in ministry um i just don't know if the spiritual hard work that pastors need to do is the best application for something like gpt yeah.
0: yeah it's like let's let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. like just because like it shouldn't write your sermons doesn't mean there's not a place for it. And I think oftentimes in the church, we are in one camp or the other, it is either this or it is that. Um, and so no, just because it shouldn't write your sermons doesn't mean there's no place for it in the
1: church. I'd love your thoughts on this. And this is more of just dialogue. Cause I think I'm still processing this as I go through it. So obviously research assistant or admin work, things that are like not, engaging in like the pastoring or preaching of the word of God. I think AI could be an incredible help. Obviously it doesn't and shouldn't write your sermons. Is there a gray area in the middle? Like a spot where Mm. you would be like, I don't really know. So like the, my best example, not example, my best like hypothetical would be summer camps coming up. And we want to create a seven day prayer guide Mm. for summer camp ethically if we went to chat gpt and said hey we have summer camp this is the theme these are the dates create a seven day create the outline for a seven day prayer guide it'll do it yeah what do you think like because i have no idea
0: so this is like honestly i think this is less of an ethical question like it's ethical when you get into more things like plagiarism yeah but like i just think you lose the power yeah. So it's like you you lose the power of the spirit and like listening to the voice of the Lord and wrestling through something and being able to contextualize something to your people. So like, if I'm going through a seven day prayer guide for camp, the very first thing that I want to do is listen to the Lord. Yeah. Chat GPT isn't doing that.
1: So it's Chat, Chat
0: GPT does a lot of what we do in ministry. We go when we work, we plan, and we forget to ask the Lord. Like. I do that yeah. all the time. That that is my default. And that's not that should not be the standard. That should not be the ideal. Like, that should not be what we settle for in ministry. Yeah. Whether it's like flesh and bone pastors or AI. It's like, man, it's not an ethical issue. I'm just like, that's not the job. The job isn't to produce content. Like the, the job is to listen to the Lord, be sensitive to the spirit, and
1: out of that flows content. Now I, we're playing a what-if game, yeah. right? But I think these are helpful. I think these are helpful hypotheticals because I completely and totally agree with you. Let's say, let's change it a little bit, the hypothetical changes. Let's say I spent two weeks and I've pursued Jesus. I've prayed over it. I know the things that the Lord is drawing me to. Mm-hmm. I have a general understanding of what the Lord is drawing me to in terms of like creating the seven days prayer guide. I just don't know how to get it from my heart and my mind onto paper. And so yeah. I take what the spirit has told me, go to chat GPT. Yeah. And I tell it all of those things and it spits out an answer.
0: I, I, I honestly would be more lenient with that because I th- I think that's like, okay, if you're struggling with like, this is what I want for my people. This is what I've wrestled with the Lord. And now I just can't put the wording to it. I think that goes back to the rhetorical commentary we talked about. It's like, there are times when I'm writing a sermon that I'm like, I can't get through this intellectually. I go to a commentary, it unlocks a little bit, and then I'm able to move forward. Um, I think chat GPT can be used for that, but I think the practicality of like, will it be used for that? And the second second that you know it can do that, you said this earlier, the temptation to bypass spending time with the Lord and being with it, like, I don't think... It's the equivalent of giving a 13 year old a Lamborghini yep. and not expecting and the kid asking
1: to... them to drive 10 miles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's not a, a, not a feasible ask.
1: It's, it's really, because, because I think what this all boils down to is a heart issue, right? Lazy pastors exist like lazy w- without people chat. In ministry, yes. Yeah. And like when given a tool like chat, GBT, <clears throat> the laziness will manifest in a new way. Yeah and shortcuts will be taken yeah i mean it's just there 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 are
0: pastors that plagiarize well apart from ai um yes and so it's like it's not like it's inventing something new i think it's just making something easier that's already a problem in the church um and so should it write our sermons no should we plagiarize our sermons no should we be lazy in our sermons no um like i think it fits already pretty well into like Here's the ideal, like let's call up better pastors. Yeah. And I think better pastors will use AI
1: appropriately. I think this would be a really good kind of application point to finish on. And this is more asking a question to lay people and not people that are in vocational ministry. What are some of the characteristics that students church members young people who attend church or are involved need to look for in their pastor or should keep an eye out for that would say hey maybe maybe this person maybe this person's a little lazy or like what are some of the key characteristics to keep an eye out for because i think that's important yeah i don't
0: even know what those would be
1: i have i have a couple my my first thought was like just unavailable um yeah. or like unpractically or impractically unavailable to where like the job of pastors to be with their people yeah and if they're not spending time with their people then that's just like red sirens like red lights going off i'm like why aren't you spending time with your people yeah. and obviously that's over in an extended period of time yeah there there are um, seasons Yeah, for sure. But that was like kind of the first one that came to my mind, especially from my previous church experience. Pastors that were unavailable were ones that were detached from the people, Hmm. which meant like which just meant that they yeah, I could like tell that they were just being lazy in the way that they spent their time, not with their people. Or even just Um, like
0: maybe lazy I think lazy could be word for that. I think just poor stewardship of time could also be like a different way of saying that where it's just like they're very active in what they do they're just active in different things um but you're missing the heart like it's really hard it's really hard to preach to people you don't know yeah this is why again chat gpt i think it's really hard to write a sermon it's really hard to preach to people you don't know um i think also if you just hear like repetition of things is never bad um i think like if you're at a church for a long time or you're under a pastor for a long time i know my students will literally say like yeah i've heard you say this 100 times and i'm like yes because you still don't get it and like repetition is really really good but i think if you hear like repetition just for repetition's sake if it's just the same thing it's like this thing regurgitated with a different package it's the same gift it just has a different bow on top like that to me feels more like laziness yep. versus like re- repetition is just like the bible is very repetitive like god is this god is this god is this he is holy he is holy he is holy that's not same gift different package that's just no this is what it is um yeah. i think that could be another sign um yeah. but ultimately like i just think when it comes to ai we need to call up better pastors There just needs to be a better yeah. discipleship and an ethic of, of ministry um and when that happens we'll steward ai better
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about this, but AI, today, as we're recording this podcast, AI is the worst that it will ever be. Like, AI will never be this bad again. Hmm. And it's already really incredible. So, like, tomorrow, AI is going to be better. In two weeks, AI is going to be better. Like, the rate at which technology is advancing, especially in the machine learning space, is, like, it is incredible. It's so cool the stuff that you can do.
0: So this, but, but this, this goes back to the point though. And I feel like I'm just reiterating myself here. Like what's that old story of like man against machine. It's like what, what, what the machine gets better and better and better. And like the, the human is trying to prove like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like what we're up against with chat GPT. And I'm like, chat GPT may get better tomorrow, but it's like, that's not what ministry is. Yep. And like, this is a holistic thing. Like we've created a culture where being good at ministry is learning more things. It's knowing more yep. things. It's communicating better. It's leading better. And yes, steward those things. Those are not not bad things at all, but that's not what it means to be a good minister. That's yeah. not That's not what it means to be a good preacher. A good minister and a good preacher is first and foremost, somebody who is underneath the authority of the Lord, who is filled with the Holy Spirit who is like walking with Jesus in their life. And if you just have that, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. The rest of the stuff is like the cherry on top. So I'm like, when we're talking like, Oh, AI is getting better. They're getting better at the fluff. Yep. They're getting better at the things that are the excess. That's not what it means to be a good minister or pastor.
1: And I think that's why the church will always need like people that are connected to the vine. And it might be harder and harder as time goes on to spot those people, but like God is sovereign and he will uphold his church. Like if there's anything that I've learned in ministry and over the past five years is that like God is over his church. He is good. He is sovereign. And he, he puts people in places in ministry for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And, And like at our church, we often say something like character over competency. It's like, we value the character, the Christ likeness, the pursuit of Jesus over all of the things that ChatGPT could do and could ever do. And I think if we uphold that moving forward in the church, then we will hopefully, as best as we can, avoid character or competency over character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. Boom, AI. Hey, uh, did you know Snapchat has AI built into it now?
0: I'm 26, I'm not on Snapchat.
1: You're not on Snapchat? <laughs> Neither am I but the TikToks are wild <laughs> where people talk with the Snapchat AI, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man. If y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns about today's episode, Hey, let's all give each other grace here. AI is incredibly new. We're all navigating this as well as we know how, and we want to learn just as much as you do. So if you have comments, let us know, email us sanctifiedish at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to chat about it. and, yeah if the question's good enough maybe it'll make an episode um but yeah it's just it's so new and so i think we are better off as a church to work through this and wrestle through these difficult things now Mm. than just to ignore them until they become a problem yeah if you guys want to check us out on social media you can at reagan jones 97 and at rots of 157 thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you guys in the next one until next time take care and god bless
0: does AI write our our uh, episode titles as well?
1: No, no, it does not do the episode titles.
0: Okay, good. Never mind. I was going to be mean.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. That's what I thought. Back off.